Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Stefan Eli podcast. If you're watching here on YouTube, <laughs> you'll see that I have my cat Molly with me right now. So if you hear, if you're listening only, and you hear some noises, or if I have to open the door here in the room sometime to let her out, just know that she is lurking in the room and now stepping on my computer. So. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit of a different format than the ones before this, since this is the first solo episode. I'll be talking alone today, and I want to really just connect with you guys and share with you what I've been up to, what has been going through my mind, and what I've been doing for the past month or so since a little bit well yeah a little bit more than a month since I haven't been posting much on social media and I haven't done a podcast in a while now I want to just reconnect with you and tell you what I've been up to so to do a little overview of what I am planning to touch on in this episode I want to tell you about my 30 days that I went off of social media where I deleted Instagram and Facebook from my phone and yeah went 30 days without that i'll tell you all about my experience wonderful experience uh, i also put out a post not too long ago asking you to send in some questions for a q a segment so i'll do a q a too where i'll be touching on uh, and answering some of the questions that you guys sent in and also i just arrived at home now from being out in alone in a cabin for five days in the wild here in Iceland, snowed in, and I was fasting there, not eating anything, and uh, yeah, all sorts of different variations fasting there. It was quite the experience. <laughs> so yeah, these are some of the things that I'm planning to touch on today. I'm super excited to share them with you, and also to get your feedback on all of this, you know, uh, I've had quite a few messages that you guys are missing, seeing some content and asking me what I've been up to and all of that. So without further ado, I think let's start off maybe that I tell you about my 30 days that I went off of social media and I was only planning to go for a week or maybe two max or something, uh, but it ended up being a month. And so I'll just start with the reason for why I felt like doing this. Um, I had been feeling, you know, the addictive tendencies of social media kind of ramping up in my life before this, where I was seeing that I was going to check it more and more often, uh, hanging on there for longer periods of time and still not really enjoying consuming the content. You know this feeling when you're just scrolling through, uh, not really getting much pleasure out of it, but still you kind of just do it for some strange reason. And yeah, I was seeing more of this. And also with me being a creator and being an artist myself, uh, I see myself being able to fall into the trap of always in life if I'm experiencing something I want to film it or I want to write about it or do a post or something and 
it can take away from the experience itself, you know. Let's just say that I'm out on a hike in the mountains or something. And it's beautiful and I'm, uh, you know, having a blast there. But my mind is thinking about how could I document this? How could I get the best picture or the best video to share uh, on Instagram or something? And it takes me out of the present moment. It uh, makes me not enjoy the experience to the full extent that I could if I was truly present uh, and immersing myself in the experience. Uh, And of course, it's wonderful to document these things and share them because I know how great of an impact they can have on the people uh, consuming it and seeing it. You know, I've gotten so many messages and comments and all that from you guys on Instagram and on Facebook and YouTube and everywhere saying how much it means to you to see the stuff that I'm doing. And, you know, every time it just warms my heart so much when I get these beautiful messages on Instagram or wherever it be uh, to see that the work that I'm doing is having an impact and a positive effect on you guys. But sometimes... uh, it gets a little bit overwhelming for me always thinking about what's next, what's next, how can I do this, how can I make the best video out of this experience. So I really felt like I wanted to just take a little break and not worry about taking a picture or taking a video when I'm out experiencing something. Um, And also, you know, yeah, this is one of the reasons, but... um, One of the reasons too is all this stuff that I'm guessing a uh, a lot of you have seen about how social media is spying on you and how social media is running their algorithms to get you addicted and uh, how they're selling your information and all of that uh, behind the scenes shenanigans that is happening in this big tech business and I am one who does not... uh, agree with doing things that way and I'm not very fond of uh, you know social media experts getting the best psychologists in the world to you know find the algorithm to hook you and sell you as much as you can and make you feel like you need this and that just so you'll go ahead and buy it Um, so I kind of don't want to support these guys because I know the impact they have on our thinking, on our minds and on our lives. You know, we've seen it. If you've seen The Social Dilemma, I recommend that one, uh, the documentary. You know, and just looking at these presidential elections that they've had and uh, all sorts of different cases where they have the power to manipulate masses into actually believing believing certain things because we know uh, that if you see something on top of your google search or on top of your instagram you give it more credibility than something that goes lower and it's not because it's more true it's just that's how it works for us and these guys can manipulate that to just put the stuff that they want on top the stuff that they uh, that is in line with their agenda so you know, moral of the story, I I don't really enjoy being a part of that and supporting that. And I know uh, 
you know, if you get a service for free like this, like social media, we don't have to pay. Then they say, if you get something for for free, most likely you are the product. <laughs> and that is exactly what it is with social media. We are the product. And, you know, I'm not saying that social media is inherently bad. That's totally not what I'm saying, because I know the potential and the power for people to connect, share their art, share their uh, creations, their experiences, connect with each other. It's a beautiful, beautiful idea. But sadly, uh, it's corrupted in many ways. So we got to be careful when we're on there not to fall down into the rabbit hole and get sucked into the loop of endless scrolling and endless buying and consuming. And yeah, I even came up with a idea here. Since all of us are so busy, you know, checking the <laughs> latest COVID death count or checking uh, the latest political hysteria, hysteria that's going on, um, what if we spent the same amount of time, you know, for every hour we spent consuming news like this uh, about war and about all this bad stuff, what if we spent the same amount of time for every hour that we spend consuming this, we spend an hour creatively thinking and coming up with ideas to better these things. Because, you know, people will say it's important to be up to date on the latest news and, and see what's going on. And to a certain extent, there is some truth in that, uh, even though I don't watch the news or check the news. Um, but why is it important to be up to date on those things if we're going to do nothing to change the bad things? If we're just going to consume them in and talk about them with our friends? Oh, it's so terrible that this is happening and that. But none of us, well, of course, n never none of us, but very few of us spent much time creatively thinking and coming up with ideas and solutions to resolve these problems. And we're so uh, stuck in this loop of always just taking it in without uh, figuring out ways to change the things we don't like. You know, there doesn't have to be war and there doesn't have to be corruption in politics and in uh, big tech and, and all these things. But uh, the truth is that they're there. So uh, if more of us gain awareness about these issues... Uh, we can start to effectively think about how we want to relate to them and how we want to spend our time in uh, regards to all these things. And um, just to finish off this little rant, <laughs> uh, I, I want to share with you a quote from Duncan, Duncan Trussell that I feel like is so great. I'm going to see if I can find it uh, real quick with the exact quote. Yeah, it's here. Some poor phoneless fool is probably sitting next to a waterfall somewhere, totally unaware of how angry and scared he's supposed to be. <laughs> and I feel like this is a great uh, encapsulation of what I was just uh, talking about, how sometimes it's best not to point our energy and attention towards these things if we're not going to do anything about them if we're not going to do anything to change them then they only have a negative impact on us you know 
uh, and it's important to see them if we're going to change them but if not you know where you put your attention is where you put your energy so rather than giving all this energy to these negative outlets let's put our attention on positive uh, media positive creations positive news and then we bring energy to it and we bring that into awareness and cultivate positivity life beauty and all those good things in our society so that's what what i'm more about and that's what i do with my social media i don't follow accounts that i know bring me down and a, a lot of things i've had to unfollow and mute and i'm still always working on that do i want to actually take this in on a daily basis as food for my mind but okay let's get to then what i learned from going off social media for a month first off i'll tell you that it was a completely extremely positive experience all in all i was so stoked on the feeling i had not worrying about social media and i was feeling so good not being on there and i truly recommend this to anyone listening to try this you know can you go for a few days or a week or however long you want you know it's so great and the first thing i was experiencing was just being present with the people that are actually around me here in the physical realm the people that are sitting next to you and that you're talking with to give yourself time to listen to what people are saying and truly take it in communicate on a real basis um without having to you know take a picture of when you're doing this together or the of the meal or whatever it is just uh connecting with the people and you know being with some people together for me playing music uh telling stories exchanging creative ideas i could fully appreciate you know it's not always about the thousands of people that you're trying to reach online and the likes and comments you want to get there you know of course it's all great but the true deep satisfaction comes from actually being with people in real life and being present in that moment it's such a beautiful experience and just you know to feel the energy when you're not thinking about anything else you're not thinking about uh the outside world or the covid situation or anything you're just in the moment with these people and it's so great you know i i i realized for me i'm always reaching for the stars with trying to get my music heard all over the world and trying to get my uh content and my message hurt that i sometimes forget to ground myself and you know stay down to earth being where i'm actually at and just playing a song for three of my closest friends or something the feeling you know when it truly touches the people that i play it for uh, a new song that i've written and i can see how it touches them deeply uh, 
you can't compare it even with a million streams or anything you know uh, it's just not the same so that was one of the things i really learned just to give time to be present with the people around you um yeah another thing here I'm, i i wrote a little blog about this that i'm finishing up i'll share that sometime soon on my website or somewhere um one other thing about it is that you know most people don't really care that you're gone and they probably don't even notice you know if you go off of social media and you're not posting for a month people have other accounts to follow there are plenty of other people on there um so for me i was feeling like everyone always tells you in this marketing and in this uh, entrepreneur life that you have to be consistent you know you can't miss a day you always have to be on it and i realized like no you know i can just go for a month and no one cares and that's a liberating feeling like no one cares that means i can just be free um so of course some people were sending me messages that i saw when i came back like i've missed you and where are you at and i would love to see your posts and stories but for the most part i think people don't even notice and didn't even notice that i was gone and i was just happy with that you know i don't want people to get dependent on having to see my content uh, and i <laughs> don't really think that is the case but still <laughs> it was just uh, a liberating feeling to know that you know the wheels just keep on turning and people find different things to consume whether i'm posting or not and so some other things also about you know missing out because people think you know if i'm not seeing what's on social media i'll be missing out on what everyone is doing and because everything happens online these days if you're not there am i going to be completely out of the bubble am i out of the loop with everything that's going on and you know uh, to a certain extent you do miss out but the thing is that missing out is fantastic it's wonderful because for example let's look at missing out on what your friends are talking about or sharing on social media everyone is always posting a story of them on a walk here or them eating this or they're meeting these people and you always see constantly what your friends are up to and i realized when i don't see what my friends are doing all the time i can authentically call them or meet them and ask you know genuinely what's up what have you been doing what's new in your life and i don't know <laughs> because so, <laughs> so much of the time you know we're meeting friends and it's not too interesting always to ask like what have you been up to like yeah i went to the pool oh yeah i saw that on your instagram yeah then i went to my grandma's place oh yeah i saw that too you were posting with your grandma and you already saw everything that they've been doing and then you can't really get the true feeling of catching up so i was really enjoying that you know calling my friends or meeting with my friend and they're genuinely asking what have you been up to and they don't know what i've been doing because a lot of the time i will be sharing a lot on social media so people know what i'm up to um so yeah that's one of the great things um 
Also, not being up to date on news is a blessing. Uh, this really correlates to what I was speaking of earlier when I was starting to introduce this subject. Um, you know, the latest COVID, COVID death count or stories of war and violence and political clownery for most, most of us only bring anxiety and depression and hopelessness into our life and they're not bringing anything positive. And sometimes it's just best not to know about these things. If they're not, uh, if they're not you know, up close in your face, in your area, and you have to know uh, about something like that, this, I really like to just get myself out of the loop. And like I said earlier, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. And we know that these news outlets profit so much of keeping us afraid and they know that people click on these scary headlines of of war and death and uh, all that um, but like I said earlier if we're not going to be effectively thinking about how we can solve these subjects or how we can contribute to helping then maybe it's best that we don't place our attention there maybe we should just focus on keeping ourselves happy and positive in our own life. And eventually that will translate into making the world a more happy place. That's just how it is. So yeah, it's great to miss out on that. And I recommend everyone turn off the news and stop watching that. Um, and yeah, the last thing, you know, just post from people that you actually like to follow. They're still there. Like you don't... They don't disappear if you don't go on social media for a few weeks. You can always look up the people that you like the most and just find the posts again. You know, they're still there. And if they're actually of value to you, you can go and hunt them down and find them. So missing out is great. That's the uh, that's the point in this. <laughs> and the last thing I have here written in the blog post that I was writing about this is just you know the headline goes do I want want to partake in this game uh, because really it is such a big game this social media industry and I touched a lot touched a lot on it earlier about all the manipulation and corruption and greed that's behind it and for me I honestly needed to ask myself like do I want to Keep on playing by these rules, you know, trying to fit into some algorithm to get my music heard here or to get my posts across. Uh, you become such a slave to the system and I'm thinking, is there something different that I can just do and really, you know, distance myself from this game and rather than uh, Instagram essentially owning me and the people following me because they can decide if people see what I do or not how can I build something for myself that I control that I own uh, and I don't have to play by these rules so I've really been thinking deep about that and that's why I set up my website you know stefanelli.life uh, you will find that Super stoked with that dot life. Uh, it's so much more cooler than dot com or anything like that. <laughs> and then I have my mailing list uh, too that I'm starting to build up now. I think I already got 
120 people on there or something, uh, which I'm planning to start being more consistent in putting out content through there. And if you have ideas for what you would like to hear from me on the mailing list or what you would like to see on the website, feel free to contact me. You can do that on the website or, of course, send me a DM on Instagram or something. And if you want to sign up to the mailing list, uh, you can send me your email now on Instagram, but I'm working on just putting it up on the website so you can uh, put your email in there. But yeah, moral of the story being, you know, how can I build something for myself where I'm not reliant on these tech giants, on the social giants to uh, get my message and get my art across and connect with you guys you know uh, I really really appreciate being able to connect with you on online and uh, the truth is Instagram and Facebook offer epic platforms to do that with all the different options they have with the stories and the posts and the messaging and everything it's beautiful so you know, I love to get in touch with you guys and you know you can always send me a message or or reach out in any way that you want. So yeah, these are some of the things that I learned being uh, off social media for a month. And, you know, I was really not sure if I wanted to come back uh, in the same way that I've been on there in the past. Um because I was enjoying being off so much. I was thinking maybe I just don't need to go back. Maybe it's nice just to stay off. And I totally see myself doing that in the future for some uh, extended amounts of time. But for now, since I am working on my new album uh, and, you know, got the podcast going and everything, I I came back to social media and it's been good to be back still <laughs> I'm getting sucked in quite quickly back to the loop scrolling again and this explore page guys you know I don't know how you can do it survive on there it's too addictive to get on there and now since Instagram turned into some sort of version of TikTok too oh man I get sucked into that but um yeah, it's a new awareness coming back and seeing how you can do things differently. Not being on there really gives me a new perspective coming back. Okay, so let's have this be the conclusion of the social media talk. I hope this inspires you to rethink your relationship with social media and and think about how you want to relate to it. Okay, next, uh, I am thinking about telling you about my experience now that some of you might have seen on Instagram going to this cabin alone here. I didn't really share anything on Instagram about what I was actually doing and what the plan was. Uh, but I went to the cabin alone and I went in with the intention of fasting there so don't know how much you guys are into fasting but i think the literal literal tra definition of fasting is to go without and in this context i was uh going without food 
and also without drink at uh, one point in this. So I'd been thinking for a while that I wanted to do a fast like this to clear up my gut, to give the microbiome some time to restore the bacteria in there and hopefully also to clear up some toxicity in my body and get the inflammation out and all the beautiful benefits of of fasting and I'm not an expert by any means on that but if you're interested there are endless amounts of podcasts and books and videos and stuff online about the health benefits of fasting and also I, I tore some muscle in my leg now two months or so ago doing the splits for my grandma <laughs> stupid stuff I was just showing off doing the splits and I went down and all of a sudden bah, something snapped there in the back of my leg and yeah it had been giving me a real hard time for six or seven weeks now and I wanted to give my body a break from digesting for a little bit so it could direct its energy flow into healing that and I didn't know if it would happen or not you know but I just felt like I needed to give it a chance I've also been dealing with some more physical problems regarding uh, my digestion and my breathing and something by my heart you know I don't want to go into detail with that but to be honest it's been giving me a really hard time that was also one of the things I wanted to uh, why I wanted to get off social media so I could just go in and focus on getting my health back and coming back to my true self which I am starting to come back to now even though I'm still dealing with this but yeah so I thought I'll go alone into this cabin I'll just immerse myself in meditation and in this fasting uh, and just put the intention of healing myself let the life force energy flow freely through my body and take care of healing it all and uh, and also just get out of town for a little bit you know I've been staying here in town for a while staying at home just wanted to get a little adventure into my life a little bit of something new so I'd been planning this for a little while and my friend Diana she was helping me put together the fast how I wanted to do this she's very much into that so she gave me this protocol of starting off uh, for a little bit eating just fruits and drinking tea special herbal tea and some juice Um, and then get off the fruits just drink the tea and the juice and eventually go into a dry fast that means you're not consuming any food nor any liquid or water or anything not even taking a shower completely drying your body out and then after that reintroducing the tea and the juice and then the fruit and you know then just coming back to normal eating so I had been planning this and I of course a part of me was scared (laughs) you know I've never gone this long without food I've only gone 36 hours before fasting on only water so it was a new experience for me And I was preparing for this, buying the stuff that I needed, buying the right uh, juice and the right herbal uh, detox mixture for the tea and all this stuff. And educating myself on fasting. And so I'm planning to go. It was a Wednesday that I was planning to go and everything's fine. But then on Tuesday, 
this crazy amount of snow falls here in Akureyri, where I live. Uh, and this cabin is outside of town and the whole roads, all the roads are snowed in. You know, you can't drive there, no chance, uh, no uh, possibility to get there. And I'm just like, ah, oh. you know, I've been planning this now for uh, some time. And the day comes and right the exact day I can't go. So I was a little bit bummed, but then luckily my dad had mentioned this plan of mine to uh, a mutual friend of ours that he works with. And he says like, man, you know, I've got a snowmobile and stuff and uh, we'll just take care of this. And <laughs> so I'm here bummed out. I had packed all the stuff, but no, I'm not going. So, okay, let's see. But then he tells me, like, let's just go. We can do it on the snowmobile and let's just go. But you can't take the big suitcase since we can't fit that on the snowmobile. you got to just take it in backpacks. And I had quite a lot of stuff since I had the all this juice that I had to drink and some clothes. And I took my computer and I also took a guitar. <laughs> so he tells me I'll be at your house in 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I got to pack fast into different backpacks and stuff so I'm you know rushing throwing all the stuff in backpacks and I got these four bags that I look at him when he finally arrives and like are we gonna be able to fit this on the snowmobile because first of all the snowmobile was only for one person and we were gonna fit our both of us on there two grown adults and uh, all this luggage and he's like well only one way to find out (laughs) so we drive on his truck up to the mountains and almost get stuck there so we took the snowmobile off the back and it's the the evening is just completely dark and we're out in the mountain and we he throws one of the backpacks just on his front i have a one on my back one on my front and holding the last bag in my hand and we just take off and he wasn't even sure if the snowmobile would work or not. There was some old, old machine. But we take off and it's working and I'm getting this adrenaline kick just going off there on the snowmobile. I haven't been in a while. And, you know, sometimes close to falling, swerving around the whole place. And at one point we had no idea where the road was because it was, of course, all snowed in. And we're pointing in every direction. Was it this way? No, it's that way. No, wait, where is it? Finally (laughs) found the road again and made it to the cabin after maybe 20 or 30 minutes riding on the snowmobile. And so that uh, marks the starting point of my fasting journey there. And so to take you through how it went, I went for 24 hours where I ate a little bit of fruit and I was also drinking this special herbal tea and drinking the grape juice. Then I went for 72 hours, that's three days, only drinking tea and juice. And, you know, keep in mind I'm getting a little bit of calories through through the juice uh, and getting the herbal spirits from the tea uh, nourishing me and probably getting some minerals and good stuff through that as well. Uh, And I was drinking some water in that too. But no uh, solid foods. And then after that, I went for 24 hours dry. So that means, like I told you earlier, 24 hours 
without consuming water, food, uh, or anything. Um, and after that, I went probably 20 hours where I where I broke the water fast. I had some tea and water. No, I broke the dry fast, I mean, uh, by having some tea and water. Ended up having an orange, which was the best orange of my life. <laughs> you can't imagine the feeling. Um, yeah, probably 20 hours or something on that. Then I was just over it. Then I just started to eat food again. And, you know, you've got to be careful when reintroducing food to the system after a fast like this. Not to overdo it and not to go too quick. And I was going to take some longer time to just be on the juice and the tea and the fruit and everything. But when I was over with it, you know, there was nothing stopping me from just <laughs> going and eating whatever I wanted. But yeah, so... I came to the cabin and I'm there alone, isolated. And at first, you know, I'm feeling great. It was not hard at all, really. You know, I'm, I was feeling good just on the juice and the tea, not getting any headaches or anything like I've experienced on uh, water fasts. And I was just reading. I had my uh, journals with me. I was writing some stuff. I also just had the computer, so I'm watching some travel videos of a guy traveling through India and South America. And since I haven't been able to travel now for a while, I, I was really enjoying just seeing something different. So nice to watch those type of videos and see how people live in different ways. You know, you living here in, in normal Western society, for me, sometimes you uh, find yourself caught in thinking that this is the only way to live. But seeing these Indian papas or the shamans in the in, I was watching some shamans in Mexico, uh, and all of that stuff, you know, seeing that this is actually an option to live like this. You don't have to uh, follow the paradigm that has been put on the table here in Iceland or in the West or whatever. You can live in many different ways. That always gives me great freedom to see that, you know, it's not only one way to go about it. There are many ways to do it. Yeah, so watching these travel videos and just really having a good time meditating. And and as I went deeper into the fast, going uh, longer and longer without food, I felt my body start to function in a different way that I haven't experienced before, where... I was getting so much clearer and more connected to my intuition and I felt my body just guide me to do what I needed to do, you know, whether it be specific stretches or movements or, you know, now you should hang from there or uh, move your body like this. And I was massaging myself all over the place, you know, massaging the face, the neck, the whole body and the stomach and everything got into this kind of loosening my skin up a lot and getting the blood flow all across the body, which I haven't done before, felt so good. And I never felt like I, I was actually thinking like, okay, let's do this now. It was more just my body, you know, tapping into its inherent wisdom and guiding me into doing these things. It was a really beautiful experience and I felt so clear mentally too, not being clogged up by all the toxins and all the 
stuff that we consume with our diet. And yeah, also getting into very deep meditations, being guided to do some breath work uh, and yeah, really connecting to source on that. So it was beautiful to see that. And I could see my skin has never been better than right there, not consuming any food. You know, sometimes I have some dry spots around my nose and I get some uh, acne every now and then and stuff like that. But I could see everything clear up completely on this fast and it felt so good. I felt so clean and vibrant with life. Uh, It's a very beautiful experience and I, I wasn't thinking too much about food or being hungry at all. I was just enjoying that. Uh, But then comes the day after now four days of fasting, I go on the dry fast. And man, you know, this is not for the weak hearted, you know, 24 hours without consuming anything. And I tell you, you know, I did not have a lot of energy in that. I was mostly lying in bed. I was just watching something. I was calling everyone that I know to (laughs) just get my mind off of this fast, calling my mom, calling my friends. Uh, Since I was also alone there, you know, I don't know why I had that idea, but it was good still to isolate for a bit in it. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I did not have much energy. And every time I stood up to move my body a little bit and loosen up, I just felt after a few minutes that I needed to lie down again. So this was kind of just, I had to just wait it out, essentially. I'm just lying there. And I still felt so good in my digestion, not having anything in there and um, feeling very clear and clean, but still very tired. And then finally, after 24 hours, I decided now it's time to have some water and Uh, I just put the glass of water to my third eye and I put it to my heart and I blessed it and I was so excited just to let this uh, aqua into my body and you know it really is different most of the time we don't think too much about what we're putting into our, our body and what that we're actually making it a part of ourselves you know. An apple is only an apple when it's on the table, but you eat it and the apple becomes you. Like the cells of this thing actually become your cells. And it's the same with water and everything. We are uh, such a big portion of our body is water. And when we let it into our body, we're turning it into ourselves. And I really felt that so clear there. Like, wow, okay, I'm letting this, the spirit aqua spirit into myself and I drank this with such uh, you know such presence and mindfulness and I could just feel it go into my stomach and seep out into all the cells of my body just you know nourishment from the water it was so good and the same when I finally then had the orange that I ate you know I could just feel the essence of it going all into my body and nurturing me nourishing me and the taste of course uh, you know I've never tasted a fruit fruit so good Mm. so yes you know 
like I told you, I wasn't thinking too much about food or cravings or anything while being able to drink the tea and the juice. But on the drive fast, I could not keep my mind off of just, you know, thinking about the best restaurants and the biggest buffets and the largest meals and all I could think about was just something good to eat. And for me, you know, I haven't eaten any candy or ice cream or cake or anything with sugar in it for now half a year. It's been six months since I decided to go off that. And in this moment was really the first time I was experiencing in that in in these six months just kind of this fuck it attitude like just feeling like you know when I get off this I'm just gonna eat all the ice cream I want and get all the candies and everything like I'm over this bullshit I'm just gonna eat it (laughs) but I haven't uh, collapsed into that yet (laughs) let's see if I do a cheat day someday just to uh remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing you know to be honest it's been awesome not to eat sugar I feel so great not doing that now for six months and I don't find myself craving it if I need something just get me some good juicy dates and some 85% chocolate and some almond butter mix it all together and that's my candy (laughs) um but yeah came off the dry fast feeling super uh, nourished after getting some energy and life force back into my body and then I was kind of over staying in this cabin because I was snowed in and there was no one else there uh, and I it was a little bit frightening since I I was there alone I noticed my mind go in circles thinking about like why are you alone in a cabin fasting like are you going to be safe here is this something that you can actually do and even though I know many 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 people have done way longer fasts and they've been completely fine and all this I could not help my mind going to these places and actually thinking am I doing the right thing should I be doing this questioning myself there but luckily I always managed to come back to the center and no, you know, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be safe. Um, and I'm going to be healthy. Coming back to these truths, I managed to remind myself that it would all be all right, even in the most difficult parts of this journey. But I had heard that there was a an elderly couple living in a cabin not far away from mine. So... I decided to reach out. I got their number from a friend and I called them and I asked if they had a snowmobile and would be able to drive me back to town. And it turned out they had a snowmobile, but it was broken. So they couldn't uh, drive me to town, but they invited me just to come over for uh, a visit to their house. So I went out in the storm and I don't know if any of you seen the videos that I posted, but like the snow was just up to my hips outside there and I'm trying to kind of leap over the snow and it's a storm and most of the time while I was staying there you couldn't really see anything farther away than maybe 10 meters max or something it was just completely white out and I managed to make my way over there for a visit and at this point I'm 
already eating, so I got some eggs and I got some good food from them. And just talking with them, beautiful couple, uh, coming close to being 70 years old, I think, but so vibrant with life and such beautiful people. And it was great after not seeing a single person for five days. It's the longest I've been isolated. It was so great just to connect with someone. And we were talking about everything from, you know, traveling. They were telling me tales of them traveling through Brazil and Bali and the States. And, you know, they'd been all over the place, Europe as well and everything. Great to tell stories about that and connect. But then finally, the guy has an idea. He says, wait, you know, there's a all the roads here up to the cabins are blocked. But there is a road down. If we go down the mountain... Uh, I don't know if it's clear, but we could go and I could help you carry all the stuff. Since I had all this stuff with me, I couldn't carry it alone. And we'll just hike down there to the road and then you'll call someone to pick pick you up. And I was like, well, you know, brother, if you're down to help me like that, let's do it. Like, because at this point I was really feeling like just getting back home. So this guy being almost 70 years old, he's in such good shape, you know, he's always hiking around there and stuff. So we just go and we pack all the stuff, throw it on our back and on our front, two bags each, and we just take off. And we managed to hike through there, you know, even though it was hard in times going through the super deep snow. I don't know if you've experienced that if you're living in warmer climates listening to this, but... It's no joke hiking in deep, deep powder snow. Like it takes at least five times the energy or ten times the energy just as walking somewhere clear does. But we made it. So we made it down to the road and my dad came there to pick me up. And, you know, that concluded this experience. And in the evening, I just went out to eat with my family. We just had some beautiful dinner Oh, it was so good to have food back in my stomach. I can't describe the feeling. (laughs) So this was my fasting experience. And, you know, many things that I learned from this. And uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. But yesterday was the first day in now six or seven weeks. I can't remember since I tore my uh, tore the muscle in the back of my leg that I could feel that it was starting to heal it, it has just been staying the same been painful all this time and yesterday I felt like it was better so you know I'm, I can't promise that it was the fast but I do have a feeling that my body managed to put the healing energy and toward uh, no pointed towards the right direction in this fast and going healing healing my leg so I was I was just super happy yesterday. I told my mom, you know, be careful. I am, uh, uh, how would I translate this from Icelandic? Something like, I am dangerous. I'm in a dangerously good mood today. (laughs) Went on a long two hour walk all around town and I was feeling so alive. So yeah, you know, I recommend you guys exploring this, whether it be intermittent fasting, only maybe doing it for, you know, fasting for 16 hours, eating for eight, uh, and doing a routine like that, like I do a lot of the time, most days I will do something like that. Or going on longer fast, you know, just remember to do the research if you're going to do this and follow your body, 
what it tells you what is the right thing and i promise you uh, it's going to be a great learning experience ah <sighs> okay so i think now i should just go into the q and a i have my phone here uh and i have the some questions screenshotted from you guys i don't know if i'm going to do too many but let's just start and see how the vibe is so the first question here is do you have siblings and do you live with your family and yes both of those are correct uh i have two siblings both younger than me uh i am the oldest in the group and they are five and seven years younger than me and yes i'm living now with my family i'm here 20 years old i've just lived with my family my whole life but you know i'm really excited to move out sometime soon i was always going to move out you know in september 2020 that was the plan but with the current global situation right now uh, the plans changed so i'm still here um which you know has ended up still being a blessing in disguise recording my new album maybe i'll tell you a little bit more about that later here um but yeah i live here in northern iceland with my family it's the five of us here together um and here is a question it says you radiate so much joy and love thank you do you ever have a bad mood and you know the just straight to the point to answer the question yes definitely you know we can get a false image when we follow people online and we all only see a portion of their life and we can get a mental image of how we think they live their life and all that and fill in the blanks for what we don't see but you know the truth is we all only see a portion and we can never know what is actually going on and for me i've not made it into much of a habit to share my bad moods online you know i don't do much of that and maybe it would be healthy for me to do it more often to uh you know connect and reach out to you guys when i'm not feeling super great and yeah to be honest you know with having your physical body not be healthy like i've experienced now you know i told you about my leg and really this thing that i have with my some i don't know what it is but something close to my heart there's some blockage which is leading to me not being able to consume food and water or anything in the right way always tough time getting it down in my digestion i'm cramping up in my stomach and having difficulties breathing and stuff and for me uh, you know I, i love to move and be healthy and you've seen it you know if you follow me you've seen me jumping around doing backflips pull-ups running and climbing mountains and stuff and when you feel like you can't do those things and you feel like you're limited in your body it has really been pulling me down sometimes you know into these dark places thinking am i just gonna be like this you know is there something 
really wrong that I need to you know have a surgery on this or whatever your mind comes up with and you know also just with the current world situation and there are always plenty of things to be down about in the world and I try my best not to get sucked into that too much and I can most of the time keep myself in a expanded awareness a deeper knowing that uh, you know keeps my energy and attention on the positive things in life because there are always endless amounts of things to be positive about but you know yes I do have very hard times sometimes and for me you know like many others it can be very hard to talk about those things and share them with other people because you don't want to be a burden and you don't want to drag other people down or anything but still it's so healthy that we can communicate with each other and share where we are actually at what we're going through and heal together and it's been a great lesson for me now uh, learning to live for a while with not being completely healthy gives me so much more compassion for people living with chronic illnesses you know uh, knowing that there's pretty much everyone is dealing with well not pretty much everyone the truth is just everyone is dealing with something whether it be f- uh, with their physical body or whether it be some emotional stress or past trauma or difficult life situation or family issues you know all of these things everyone is always dealing with something and we must show each other compassion and love while going through these things remember to you know tell the people around you that you love them and tell them about the things that you like in them and and compliment people on what they're doing good and be there for people when they're going through tough times you know this is something i've had to learn now is to let other people help you you know for me yeah it's been sometimes hard to open up and tell people actually what i'm going through and it's been a lesson to do that now and i've done it with friends you know actually telling them where i'm at what i'm going through and getting honest feedback or honest advice or just someone to listen to sometimes you know you don't want any advice or any uh, help all you want is just someone who listens to what you're saying and just gives you a great big hug so yeah you know i have bad moods it it happens uh i have often gone through very long periods of time where i just don't have bad moods you know where i'm like this summer i was just feeling so great making new songs uh traveling through iceland being with friends uh, moving my body feeling so healthy Uh, and it was very rare that i was actually feeling down you know i would just be amazed by how beautiful life is you know there are so many beautiful things to keep your attention on that i try my best just to choose to keep it there and then i'm always in awe you know how come that we are actually living this like this is actually life it has planets and galaxies and trees and humans and uh, plants and all these and animals all these emotions you can create art you can sing you can play you can dance 
it's quite the magnificent game i'm telling you like <laughs> most of the time we forget you know that it's a whole trip just that we are these uh we're incarnated as these monkeys that have managed to cultivate the ability to speak language you know telepathy is real you make small mouth noises which produce a vibration in the atmosphere uh, which if your dictionary your internal dictionary matches with the dictionary of the people that you're speaking to they will have the same mind images that you are thinking that's all that language is you know words and letters and sentences are just abstract you know there is nothing real in it but it's a code that makes people think about the same things you know and if i can produce the same image in your mind or the same feeling uh, in your body that i'm having through this telepathic code of language uh, then we can connect in a way and you know it's amazing to think about that we can do it also digitally that i can pull out my phone and i can record something that i say and it can reach the entire globe in a matter of seconds and people can uh, resonate with what is being said and we can connect together you know we got to take time for the wonder and the awe in this all like what is actually going on you know what game is this Whew. um so yeah got a little bit sidetracked there but yeah i experience all the different varieties of feelings um and uh maybe i should be more open in telling you guys about the tough times that i go through but all in all it's a beautiful experience and i just know that there's always a lesson in it all you know I've told you earlier in a podcast about the story of good and bad, how you can never know what is actually good and bad, because what might look like a bad thing in this moment could be the catalyst for a great opportunity in your life, you know. Um, and when you see that, you know, you can decide to look at everything as a blessing in disguise. I feel like that's the most that's the way that serves us the best is to actually even the worst things to look at them like a blessing in disguise everything is a blessing because if it hadn't been for this terrible thing maybe you would have never had the opportunity to do this or meet this person you know like i told you about the chinese farmer who you know when his son he breaks his arm and oh shit this is such a terrible thing but then the military comes knocking on the door and he can't go and go to war because he has a broken arm and so it was a blessing and the loop goes back and forth like this you know it's bad it's good it's always abstract you know it's always uh, just in relation to whatever context you're thinking about nothing is inherently good or bad so I've chosen to take the approach of looking at everything as a blessing in disguise. Uh, and sometimes not even in disguise. Some, sometimes it's just clear as day. It's a blessing, you know. Have a beautiful meal in front of you on a plate. Uh, that's come from all corners of the world. Like, have you guys thought about this? When you get a meal in front of you and you might have beans from South America. You might have rice from 
Asia, you might have uh, cheese from France, uh, meat from Iceland. It's all from all corners of life. People have worked to cultivate this food for you. And, you know, someone had to collect the fruit that you're eating. Someone had to actually pick the potatoes out of the ground. And then they ship it all over the place. And it's this huge process of all these ingredients coming together in this long process of from all over the globe. And they end up synthesized on your plate in front of you as a meal for you to enjoy. What a blessing that is. Like, we got to remember to give thanks for the food. And that's something I'm feeling now after the fast, you know, just to uh, have food. You know, what a blessing this is. You, do you know the feeling of eating good food? How good? Okay, keep on with the questions. <laughs> I haven't done a solo podcast like this before, but I can see that I really... Uh, get in the flow with a monologue like this you know I've been talking for an hour alone now and I haven't stopped for a single moment (laughs) okay next question how did Ivan Tumi and you find each other and are you planning to do a joint musical project ah great great question for those of you who don't know uh, Ivan and Tumi are uh, two of my best friends and both of them are musicians you'll find them if you follow my instagram you know i am always sharing their stuff and when they were here for christmas uh well i wasn't wasn't on instagram then but i'm sure Tumi was uh, tagging me and all his stories and all that th- stuff both of them are great musicians and me and even have worked together before we've had podcasts together uh, made songs together and Tume has also been a great teacher for me in music theory and uh, he's an awesome musician, goes by the name of Flammeus Music or just Flammeus, Flammeus Music on Instagram but Flammeus on Spotify or where, wherever you want to find him. Extremely talented guys and I met Ivan first. We met when both of us started studying here at the creative music department in uh, the music school of Akureyri, Tónlistaskólin á Akureyri, that's the official Icelandic name. And at that point I had blue hair, uh, I was completely only uh, into making hip-hop music. Ivan was had his band Gringlo that you can find on, on Spotify, they've got an album there. Um, and we, I had only heard of him because my dad had recorded some music with him. Uh, but we didn't know each other. And we met at the creative department and somehow we just clicked right away. Uh, and it's a funny story how we really got into being friends. Because he had this song idea that he brought to class one time. And it was just these simple chords on a electric piano and a vocal melody he had a little bit of lyrics i think and he played it and i was like wow this is so cool so i went home that day and i just produced an entire song around it where i made a made drums recorded synths and uh vocals i wrote some lyrics myself and all this i did it in one afternoon 
and I just sent it the same day to Ivan, just sent the demo. And at this point, you know, we had talked a few times in school and stuff, but we weren't really hanging out. And I just said, hey, man, you know, uh, your song touched me so deeply that I decided to record it on my own. Check this out. And he just heard it like, this guy is crazy. He just took the song and he produced it in one day. He did this. <laughs> so he was, you know, amazed and super excited for this. And it turned into us collaborating to make that song together. And it's called Say You Love Me Now. The first song we made together. It's on both of ours, uh, Spotify and wherever you listen to music. Say You Love Me Now. You can find it on my account. Um and this turned into us, you know, we met, of course, many times to record and to brainstorm. And I was teaching him about music production and about recording and stuff like that. And at the same time, we were connecting as friends and he was way deeper into the spiritual aspects of life and had traveled all through the world, going to India, to South America, uh, all throughout Asia and and. He is, of course, also quite a bit older than I am. A lot of people don't know it's a 10-year difference between me and Ivan. He's 30 and I'm 20. <laughs> How crazy. So, yeah, you know, it turned into us becoming these great friends through this collaboration where now it has been more than three years since we originally joined forces there and we studied there for two years together in the music school he left then to berlin i finished the studies at the school um and what a great friendship i would have never known in that moment what was to come and all the different things we would explore together um and as with Tumi, he uh has also been around in the music school even though he was not on, in the same department as the two of us, he was more into the rhythmic, jazzy vibes. He's, a, of course, a crazy bass player, uh, but also, you know, better than me on a, any instrument that you pick. Guitar, bass, piano, he's also a singer and writes his own songs. Uh, and inevitably, we just got connected, you know. I can't remember the first time we were meeting, whether it was at a concert somewhere maybe here in town or if it was in school or something but you know when a great musician like that is around you you really just at least for me I just feel called to you know connect with them meet them see uh, seek the knowledge that they have suck out the uh, musical knowledge I can get from him and the same with Ivan that turned out in uh, turned out being be ah, turned out becoming then just a great friendship I couldn't have imagined the things that we, we have experienced together as well and the three of us you know are great friends and this summer I was traveling with Tumi we went to the West Fjords here in Iceland uh, all of us went to Grimsey and had a concert and a festival there so you know the power of music is amazing it brings people together in such a wonderful fantastic way and it turns out being so deep you know it starts off being just music but then you've just made lifelong friends and connections that i wouldn't trade anything for so i love these guys 
go and check them out on Spotify or Instagram. Flammeus is to me. Ivan uh, Mentes, you find him on Instagram or Spotify or wherever you like. Okay, I'm going to see if I have a few more questions to answer. I won't keep it too much longer than this. But okay, here's one. Yeah, what is next in music? What is next in your music? So I've written the whole album now. I started in July or something. I wrote the first song. And all of them are written on acoustic guitar. On the acoustic. I've recorded all but one right now. on With both vocals and the guitar. And I'm really having a dilemma thinking about how I'm going to present this. How much other uh, instruments and stuff I will add to the arrangements. Or if I will just keep it stripped down with the vocal and the acoustic. I really want to hold on to the intimate uh, vibe of me sitting there with the acoustic guitar playing. Uh, focusing on the melody, the chords and the lyrics. Mm. But I'm planning to get this one out in the coming months. You know, I can't promise a, any date at this point since it's all in the works. But I'm super excited to share some new music. And this is a totally different vibe from the music that you've heard so far. You know, the last EP, the Dimension, Dimensions one was, one was really funky and poppy with these groovy lines and the bass really bumping with the drums and all of this. But these songs, they're way more, you know, intimate, let's say. And I feel like they're very true and honest. Uh, and one of them is out already, Candle Flame, that you can listen to. Uh, that one, you can get a little hint of how the vibe is by listening to that song. So this is what's next in music and... Uh, you know, I'm really going into new depths when it comes to songwriting, lyrics, uh, chords and listening to a lot of jazz and bossa nova. And I know a lot of you guys from Brazil and stuff that are following me have been liking the bossa nova that I've been sharing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's up in music and uh, learning the guitar the guitar i've been doing that a lot progressing quite a bit in the past months i'm super stoked on that and you've probably seen that on my instagram i've been sharing more guitar related stuff so don't worry there is new music on the way um we have also just some non-questions here that are you are so amazing and epic and have such an amazing vibe i really appreciate that uh then there's one here just saying you're great my all-time favorite person hearts and everything thank you for that um i am not sure what this one is about but it says short films short films short films and the last one being in all caps um it might be referring to the stuff that I've done on YouTube, like the movement video that I did, the nature one and stuff like that. If you enjoy those, I am planning to, when I, ah, I have this idea that when I w get traveling some more, I really want to start making vlogs and stuff. I bought this camera that I'm recording with now for you on YouTube watching this. Uh, but I haven't been able to get myself to record too much video content at this point but i also want to do music videos 
Let's do some more music videos. That was one of the questions, actually. Uh, when are you going to be doing releasing an, the next music video? And ironically, the person asking me that question is my friend who has recorded my music videos. <laughs> yeah, let's do it soon. I have ideas now for the new songs to do for music videos. Um, what do you like to do in your free time is a question here. Um, of course, you know, to state the obvious, I play a lot of guitar, I sing, produce music. Uh, I'm really into reading as well. I I would have to show you sometime my books here. I got so many new books at Christmas and I haven't gone through nearly all of them yet. I'm reading now uh, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle. I can never remember how you pronounce it. Uh, that one is really good. It's the same author as... Uh, he wrote The Power of Now that you've probably heard of. Great, great book. Uh, I just finished reading uh, The Mission of Art by Alex Gray. If any of you guys know Alex Gray, go on Instagram, search Alex Gray, and you will see the trippiest, craziest, most beautiful art. He does all these epic psychedelic pictures of, uh, you know, fractal geometry and this sacred symbolism and he will do these very uh, amazing characters and uh, just google it if, if you're ever uh, if you've ever seen a psychedelic uh, artwork chances are it's his you know <laughs> it's all over the place people put it in all their videos and stuff alex gray he wrote a good great book called the mission of art talking about how we can connect creativity, art making and, you know, consciousness and the transcendental experience, this connection to the divine, to the higher power, how we can channel that into art and the different layers of channeling that go into art and what we're actually connecting over. Because sometimes it can be very surface level art and it's, wonderful to connect on that as well but some art just goes so deep and can move people in profound ways like we've all known of these great artists that just changed the course of history with their art yeah wonderful book for anyone interested in the expansion of consciousness or art in general um okay let's see uh some more questions uh are there any no, is it true that there aren't any mosquitoes in Iceland? Yes, this is true. There are no mosquitoes here, but always with uh, the climate of the earth, the temperatures rising and stuff, there are sometimes some new bugs that come here. I got some bites this summer from some new bugs that are here. It's not mosquitoes, but it's something. But yeah, you know, compared to being... I don't know, where, wherever in the world in the summertime and always worrying about mosquito bites. It's great to be here. You are quite safe going wherever without getting bitten by mosquitoes or ticks or anything. Um, do you have someone who inspires you to make music? Yes. Uh, you know, of course, the greatest inspiration for me is just life itself. Um, having experiences in life is what always um, inspires me to make music and you hear it just by listening to the songs I make they talk about a variety of different subjects in life but 
if you're talking about specific people or events or something um my friends that are also musicians they inspire me so much to hear their stories that they share in their songs we mentioned earlier Tumi and Ivan they inspire me so much but also musicians that I that inspire me are like Bonnie Vare uh uh Let's see, I was listening to a lot of Frank Ocean at some point. I've been listening to jazz now, like Chet Baker, uh, listening to Bossa Nova, like Stan Gatz, Jao Gilberto, um, uh, Carlos Jobim, really getting into that. Let's see here. Mm, yeah, I found this girl or woman recently. I don't know how to pronounce her name correctly, but her name is something like Leanne Lahavas, uh, and she has this song "Paper Thin" and another song "Bittersweet." Beautiful voice, so beautiful to hear. Um, yeah, many different things inspire me to create music. Mm. Here is uh, another question: Will you open a YouTube channel? I already have one. Find me, Stefan Eli, on YouTube. Um, here's a question. Do you consider yourself a romantic? Like with the girls you date or everyday life? <laughs> I don't know what exactly is being meant by uh, a romantic in this sense. I used to watch a lot of How I Met Your Mother many years ago. I don't watch... TV shows anymore but I used to watch this many years ago and I was really falling into this vibe of the hopeless romantic like if you think of Ted Mosby in these episodes he's always meeting these girls but he's always heartbroken and in some type of dilemma or madly in love and something and I used to have this where you know it wouldn't take much more than a girl just looking my direction and I would just be you know head over heels i would just be in love with this girl and then i would be devastated if she didn't like me back or if we had some kind of fling going on but then she ended things or something i was devastated <laughs> oh yeah at one time i i was meeting this girl and we were in school together you know this was when i was 15 years old or something and i was really you know really liked her but she ended up breaking up with me and I was devastated and the next day in school they were changing seats you know how when you're in school the teacher will just decide the seats and they're changing the seats and they put me somewhere and of course by coincidence the teacher draws from the hat the ticket and it's her name so we're sitting together in every class together there the day after we broke up and I think she was just chilling and relaxed, but I was devastated. <laughs> and, oh, don't know if I should be sharing these stories, but I will do it anyway. anyways. Then we had this kind of prom-themed dance in our school and we had already decided to go together before we kind of split like this. And the prom was in just a few weeks or something and somehow we hadn't talked for a while after splitting up but then the prom was coming so 
we kind of talked with each other like are we still going to this together or are, do we need to find someone new or something and somehow we decided oh let's just go together you know it will be fun uh, and I come to her house and her mom is doing her curls and something preparing for the prom I sit down there and I'm sitting with her dad watching some show on TV and I realized she probably hasn't told her parents that we're not a thing anymore and we're just going to this prom and it felt so awkward <laughs> for my 15 year old self and her mom says okay we need to take a picture of the two of you guys together you know since you're looking all dressed up and cute like this and <laughs> we get get together and posing for the picture and it's kind of weird because I noticed, okay, you haven't told your parents. And she's, of course, thinking like, okay, he sees now that I haven't told my parents. And her mom is taking these pictures of us. And we're sitting there or standing there with these awkward faces, probably 15-year-olds. And then she just says her mom like, oh, you guys are the cutest. It looks like you're getting married. (laughs) Oh, little did she know that we had broken up some weeks prior to that um (laughs) don't know why i'm sharing this story guys but i hope it gave you a good laugh and then uh it was probably a year ago or two or something i'm we met again me and this girl in some party or something and we recreated this picture just for the fun of it she still had the picture so we recreated it with the awkward faces and everything oh guys it's fun to do a <laughs> solo podcast like this. I'm going off, telling stories, telling you about everything I'm, I'm thinking about right here. Um, okay, this will be the last one, since it's relevant to what happened tonight for me. It's about dreams. It just says, what is your dreams about? Or what are your dreams about? Last question. Um, I have crazy trippy dreams, you know, uh, I had a dream the other night about my friend playing a concert in an airport, um, and it was this big space in the airport and he starts performing and I'm there in the airport and he jumps on a motorcycle and he starts like riding around these big circles in the airport, holding the microphone in one hand and just performing you know like it's nothing while driving the motorcycle in the airport and then these 10 other people or something are also driving motorcycles in circles around the airport and he's having a concert at the same time but somehow uh, they get competitive so the people are trying to get ahead of each other on the motorcycles and end up crashing and it's a whole catastrophe they crash all together and it booming up the motorcycles and it just turns into a war where they bust out machine guns and they're shooting there and I'm of course you know trying to get myself out of there running from it and I I get confronted with them and somehow I manage to escape and finally make my way to the airport exit or like yeah to exit the airport and I get out the airport but then I realize I left my car keys in there and I don't have any car no any car keys to get to the car oh uh but tonight I had this dream it was about uh 
Will Smith. He had a, a wife that was Indian or something from India. And they came here to Iceland. And somehow I was guiding them, like being a tour guide for them here in Iceland. And I took them to the pool. And I was supposed to get them some tickets or something to go into the pool. But they kind of went ahead and didn't pay anything. And the tickets I had were false, so I couldn't get them. So they had kind of finessed the system to get in there. And then it became very, like, don't know how to describe it. It felt like being inside a volcano inside this. And we were hiking up this huge cliff. You can imagine something like in the Lord of the Rings or something with the fire and everything. And Will Smith is there on top and... I didn't know if he was on my side or if he was trying to finesse me or something. But oh no, I'm trying to recall this. I can't really remember all, how it was exactly. But it was a lot of people there. And somehow the two of them had... Will Smith and his wife had gotten into a bad situation with the law or something. So the police was trying to get them or some kind of law enforcement. Uh but I don't know, I managed to hike up there and we end up at their house and they have this garden of organic food and stuff and guys, these dreams are trippy, you know, I don't really remember what was happening in this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have crazy dreams They and every night pretty much I'll have dreams and I remember them most of the time more than one in uh, every night and a lot of the times they will connect to something that I've been thinking about recently or something I've been going through but sometimes they're completely abstract and I can't really put my finger on what is actually happening in this but they go all over the place from mythical creatures you know flying on dragons meeting unicorns and stuff but also just basic real life situations that somehow are still so weird but i keep a dream journal i write all of this down okay i'll see real quick in the journal i'll pick it up see if i have some dream here that's any fun to share with you mm. okay let me see Um, okay oh yeah I had such a weird dream okay so I was this one was really feeling like Lord of the Rings there was this big canyon that I was trying to get across and it was dark outside and it's like I felt like I was on these lava grounds and uh and there's this huge cannon and I don't know how I'm going to get across. Um, but somehow I I move into a space, uh, a room there that is like a forest or like a jungle. And it has these big kiwi trees and I'm picking kiwis and stuff, uh, eating them. So stoked with that. But I knew I had to... Uh, make this huge journey and travel to make it a, over the canyon or something. Uh, and finally, after picking the kiwis and everything, 
I go ahead and I'm trying to get a, across there. And there was it dragons or some kind of monsters come there and they at first they help me get across the canyon but then I realize they're not on my side so I'm kind of trying to run away from them and I'm running down this hill and I fall and I'm rolling and rolling down the hill uh, and I end up inside some church like I fall into the church and there is this huge uh, like it all felt like it mattered so much in the dream and it was so epic and there's something going on in the church where I know that it's important. But then I realize that it's one of the characters. It's not actually a real char- character, but it's just like a blown up doll. And I realize that it's a play that I'm in. That it's actually not real life, but it's just a play. And I think like, oh, they could have, you know, at least hired an actor for this. Like, how did they... It was a wizard that was like this. But it was just a blown up doll or something. And I realized like, what terrible production this is <laughs> but it, yeah thinking back on it it's some kind of reminder to uh, remind myself of the cosmic theater that is real life we're all just playing different characters and writing storylines and something like that that's what I think the dream was trying to remind me but then Tumi was in the dream Tumi my friend that I told you Flamme's music uh and he was making some kind of magical spell or something, but I could see that he was acting like he had just remembered the hand gestures and was doing something. But I don't know if you like listening to these dreams, they don't make any sense. But <laughs> uh, it all turned into some great fight and... We went deeper into the church and it felt like I had some very important task to do. And I was almost about to do it. It was very close to like throwing some ring in the fire, like in the Lord of the Rings. But right just uh, the second before it happened, I woke up, you know, in at the peak of the dream. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> now you get an idea of what I am going through every night it's some sort of stuff like this (laughs) so guys I think I will conclude the podcast right now it's been an hour and a half of me talking here solo if someone has made it through this far congratulations I really appreciate you listening tuning in I love you all so dearly Uh, it's a blessing to be able to share my thoughts with you and yeah so if you want to find me of course you know about me on instagram stefan stefan h at stefan h you find my website stefan for youtube or spotify it's stefan everywhere you'll find it so yeah you can find me on patreon if you want to support i would really appreciate you sharing this podcast giving it a review telling your friends, putting it on your Instagram story or something if you want to help out. So, without further ado, I'm sending you all a cosmic blessing out here in hyperspace. And I love you all. And my mom just came home. So, see you. Hello!